Hello everyone, this is Matt Ferret, author of Prepare for Medicare and Prepare for Social Security Insider's Guide, Books, and Training Series. Welcome to another episode of The Matt Ferret Show, where I interview insiders and experts to help light a path to a successful retirement. Small favor? If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love your support. How? Easy. Please follow, like, and subscribe wherever you are. Leaving honest reviews and five-star ratings really helps the show thrive and helps others discover it. Thanks very much. I'd also like to invite you to sign up for the Matt Ferret newsletter. I send two a month, and you can sign up on any of my three websites, prepareformedicare.com, prepareforsocialsecurity.com, and themattferretshow.com. Kent Sanders is an author and co-author of a ton of books. He also hosts the Daily Writer Life podcast and is the founder of the Daily Writers Club. On this episode of The Matt Ferret Show, you'll get an insider's guide to Kent's lifelong approach to journaling, how it's helped him with mental clarity, self-realization, and how he recommends we do it. Plus, we also talk about how valuable leaving a written diary, journal, audio files, or even a video for future generations is such an important opportunity. Enjoy. Kent, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. It's great to be here. I appreciate you having me. So tell everybody what you do, how long you've been doing it, and how you help people. So I am a book nerd. That's not my official title. That's not on my business card. But basically, I think about books and writing stuff all day. I believe that books and writing are incredibly powerful. And I believe you're never too young and you're never too old to get into writing. One of the simplest ways, I think, of getting into that is... is journaling, writing blog posts, social media posts, you know, really, really simple things. But basically what I do is I help um, I help writers create their books. I do some publishing services for people. But the main thing that I do is I run a membership community called the Daily Writer Club, which is a group for people who want to build a business around their writing and books. And I also run a podcast called The Daily Writer. So uh, I love podcasting. Uh, obviously, you do too, because we're here together on this podcast. But basically, I help people uh, with books in different ways, and I love to help authors get their books out into the world. So I'm I'm kind of a, like a champion of of writing, I guess. That's that's awesome. So when you say champion of writing, right? You're, we're talking authors, which to many can sound intimidating. Certainly, before I wrote sure. my books, it was. In fact, I made a, uh, there was a, an article I wrote out there on LinkedIn a year and a half ago. I was like, wait, I'm an author. I uh, didn't feel <laughs> like, you know, that was what I started out to be. It just, I kind of wrote a book, yeah, which I guess made me an author, but it didn't feel like one. I just kind of felt like I was writing things. And now you've got um, a whole series of them out there. So you're, you've cranked, you've cranked a lot of stuff out. Yeah, I have. And it's been really rewarding, but it has to start, you know, I, I was intimidated with the idea of, of, of writing and authoring. And so one of the reasons uh, um, I definitely wanted you on the show is because uh, you're big into journaling, which seems, I guess, less uh, uh, scary than an author, right? An author totally. has to write a, 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 an entire book, but journaling and, um, you know, if you want to call it journaling, you want to call it, um, you know, having a diary or something, you're really into that. Um, and you talk about that on your podcast and you, and you and I have spoken about that, of how, you know, short yeah. of being a author... It's uh, the importance of writing and the benefits of journaling. Um, how do you, you know, I, I know you, you do it in your daily life, but talk about that for a little bit. Why is journaling so important to you and what benefits have you found 
uh, of doing that. So I have journaled since I was probably a teenager. I remember when I went to college way back, you know, in the dark ages, <laughs> back when we were in, you know, in, in the college years, um, they did have electricity back then. So it was, it was post-electricity development, you know, but I remember journaling for the very first time. And I thought, wow, this, I had heard about it in some class or something. And I did. And I thought, this is kind of a cool thing where you're writing down your thoughts and feelings about things. They're not for anybody else. They're just to help you process what you're thinking and what you're going through. And they're kind of like a record of, of your life in some ways. And I don't journal every single day. I never have journaled every single day. There are some people who do, who do it, you know, religiously, but it's something that I do multiple times a week. And I do it in different formats. Sometimes I do it on my computer. Sometimes I do it in a paper journal. There's really no, I don't have like this really hard defined system and that works for me. <clears throat> but for me, the main value is to help me process what I'm thinking and feeling. Oftentimes, to be honest with you, um, I I sit down and I journal when I'm frustrated or irritated about something, when I'm trying to work through something like, why am I so upset about this? Why, why am I frustrated by the situation? What's not going right with it? And I find that nine times out of 10, the act of just sitting down and writing about my feelings or thinking through why I'm upset about something or why something isn't working, that helps me get clarity and insights that I wouldn't get otherwise. Like if I just sit around and I kind of stew about it, um, that's not really a healthy way to process that. But for me, and I think for millions and millions of people around the world and throughout history, sitting down and just processing that and sort of doing a brain dump or an emotional dump is a really, really good way to kind of get it all out and to vent and to just kind of sift through the the gunk of your emotions about something. And it just has a way of of releasing the valve and giving you some clarity. Uh, and there's a lot of other benefits to journal, journaling as well. But for me, that's kind of the main thing is it's just kind of a brain dump where I can think through why oftentimes I'm I'm going through something and how I can fix it. And, and gosh, I would never show anybody that stuff. Uh, people would probably think I'm a horrible human sometimes. Uh, but I think that's that's the beauty of journaling is you can just dump it all out it's a wonderful listening partner. It's going to listen to whatever you want to put out there and it's not going to judge you, but you've got to have some place to do that. And a journal I think is a really wonderful place. Do you go back and reference? Uh, do you go back and say, wait a minute, I've written about this uh, other times. What did I say about this a year or two years or a month ago? Oh yeah. In fact, I, I did that a, a few months ago. So for many, many years, I've actually, one of the main journaling tools that I've used is an app called Day One. There's a lot of journaling apps out there, but I started using it, I think in 2011 or 2012. And um, whenever I want to write a lot of stuff fast, that's what I use because I can type way faster than I can handwrite. Plus my handwriting is atrocious and I should have been a doctor because my handwriting is so terrible. Same. But a few months ago, I was, I forget what I was writing about. Um, I, I took, you know, five or 10 minutes and scratched out some notes really fast. And then I thought, I'm going to go back and look at what I wrote eight or 10 years ago. And it, it was it was really interesting because I found that I was having some of the same struggles still, some of the same frustrations and some of the same thought patterns. And I was like, oh, wow. In, all the, in a lot of areas, I've really grown and developed. And in these other areas, I feel like I'm the same person. And I think that's really helpful because it helps you to see where you're growing and maybe where you're not growing in your life. Um, plus for me, it's just helpful to have a record of some things that I'm going through and what I'm thinking and feeling. So for me, yeah, that, that is 
that is an interesting experience when you go back and read journals, especially for me, since I've been doing it a long time, when you go back and read journals from, you know, 20 years ago, um, it's really interesting because you, you forget about things. And when, when you journal on a regular basis, you're writing down details about events and people and emotions and experiences. But when you go back and read those much, much later, you've forgotten 99% of that stuff. And so it has a way of bringing back all those memories and those experiences, which, which can be really, really valuable, I think. So you got into journaling for kind of your own inner dialogue. Uh, exactly. Like. And, exactly. And um, yeah. and have you noticed doing that um, progress? I mean, I know you said, you know, sometimes you're the same person and sometimes, wow, you've really made some changes. Do you actually yeah. go back and revisit and say like, oh, you know, I need to work on these things or do you end up just going, you know, this is a mirror of my brain. It's a reflection in time. <laughs> uh, do you actually proactively use it and reflect and and try to, I don't know, fill the gaps in there or is it just kind of a, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, the way that I, th and that's a really good question. The way that I think about it is, it's kind of like stepping outside of yourself and looking at a different person. So I think there's a lot of benefit to, to being a self-aware kind of person where you can be experiencing emotions in the moment. Um, for, for example, five minutes ago, right before we got on this call there, so I'm in an office building, um, right across the street, there's this guy's house. There's actually a number of houses and about every three or four weeks, something happens with this guy's minivan and the alarm goes off and he won't shut it off for like 10 minutes. So this happened literally again, right before we got on the call. And I was thinking, oh man, I hope this, hope he fixes this right before this call happens because it's kind of loud. And so as this is going off, I, with every passing you know, minute, I find myself getting more and more agitated because it's loud and because it's this incessant noise. At the same time, I'm kind of stepping outside myself going, okay, I can feel myself getting irritated by this, but what can I do to not be irritated? Because I can't control that. So there's a lot of value in <clears throat> sort of stepping outside yourself and observing your emotions that you're feeling in the moment and going, okay, that's really interesting. Um, do I have to feel those emotions? Is anybody making me, me feel irritated? Not necessarily. So I think the same thing applies to journaling where you can be feeling something in the moment, but once some time has passed, you can look back at that experience and go, wow, I was really being a petty jerk there or I was really being a, a selfish baby or yeah, maybe my, my, my anger or my frustration or my sadness was really justified in that situation. So I think it's an interesting exercise to help you look at yourself with some objectivity, which I think is really, really helpful because we're emotional creatures. And if you just live by your emotions all the time, that's not really very healthy. But if you can step away from that and sort of observe, okay, I, I'm feeling angry right now, or I was feeling angry back then when I wrote that. Uh, why was I feeling so mad? And was I justified in feeling that? And how can I how can I do better the next time this happens? I just think it's a it's a wonderful tool for personal growth. How should I or anybody listening or watching think about this concept of journaling and work or just one more thing to do? Um it um you know, I, I think in my like own, another thing. Yeah, well, in my personal experience, have I have I written in a diary before or just a notebook and journaling? Um, yes, I have. And then I don't know why I kind of set up like, well, I should do this every day. Well, I should do this once every three days. And you know, when you have all of these things that are hitting your brain of what you should do every day, right? You mm -hmm. should 
I don't know, meditate every day. You should, I mean, right. all of a sudden the list just gets bigger and bigger and it it feeling like work. What, what's your advice since you've been doing it for so long around holding yourself accountable to a schedule or not a format or not, right? Yep. Typing it, writing it or not. <clears throat> I don't want to feel like it's work that I have to. Yeah. So what's your experience and your advice around that? Oh, that's a good, that's a really good question. I think the number one thing to remember about journaling is that journaling is for you. It's not for anybody else. So if you're like writing a journal with the intent of, oh, my grandkids are going to read this someday, or my great, great nephew in, you know, 57 years is going to read this someday, then you're going to tend to center yourself. And I think it's not going to be that valuable because you're going to look at this as like a historical document, which is totally fine, by the way. That's, but that's not really journaling in my opinion. That's memoir or bio or autobiography or something like that. Journaling in the way that I approach it is strictly for you. It's not meant to be published. It's just meant to help you process and think and reflect so you can have more control in your life. And so you can be a healthier, uh, you can be a mentally healthier individual. I think that's to me, the main value and benefit of journaling. So with that said, I don't think there are any rules. I think write in the way that suits you and do it in a time frame or a time of day that works for you. What I would recommend is just getting any old notebook and trying it for five days in a row for 60 seconds a day. Just one single minute, you're writing just a few sentences about, hey, here's what happened yesterday. Here's what's gonna happen today. Here's what I'm thinking and feeling. Why do I think and feel this way? There's no rules. It's totally just stream of consciousness thought. And I think the interesting thing is that when you do this for a few times, you start to see the value of it. And the very act of just writing something down, that creative act has a way of releasing something in your brain that won't get released otherwise. For example, um, about a year ago, I was at a local coffee shop and I was um, I was agitated. I, I feel like the theme of this podcast is Ken, Ken is always agitated, which is not always the case. You know me. <laughs> it's not all at all the case ever. No, but um, but I, I'm an introverted person and um, I don't let a lot of my emotions show on the outside, but I, there's a lot going on, on the inside as there is for any human. So in this particular day, I was spending two or three or four days journaling just in a, in a uh, I was handwriting it. And I noticed as I was doing this, there was a guy and this was kind of a small coffee shop. There was a guy and his buddy sitting like at the counter, probably 10 feet away. And the guy was was talking kind of loud. Now, I'm sort of a quiet person. So when people are in a small space and they're talking loud, I sort of have a very high sensitivity to <clears throat> like people not being socially aware or talking too loud or being too rambunctious. So that's my own issue, I'm sure, because I'm kind of a quiet introvert. But I, I kind of got irritated at this guy. And I was actually journaling about this and just going, man, like, what's the deal with this guy? Does he not have any like manners or social awareness? Like, what's the deal? And all of a sudden it struck me. I was like, oh my gosh, I am getting agitated about this guy who's just over here talking to his buddy. Why am I, why am I so triggered today? What in the world is going on? And it was that moment of self-awareness that was really a great moment for me to, to learn about the value of journaling. And that if I had not just been sort of observing my own emotions in that moment, I wouldn't have had that moment of insight where I go, wow, I'm really on edge today for some reason. I've got to like, I've got to take a minute to chill out and 
and just let people be how they're going to be. So for me, that that's one of the big values of journaling. It's just that self-awareness and taking a breath, taking a breath and going, wow, um, that that's, that's an insight about myself that I wouldn't have had otherwise. That's not going to help me when I go home to my family and how I can just kind of take a breath and, and be more relaxed and maybe patient with them and myself as well. Yeah, that's a really uh, interesting story. And uh, kind of putting a lot of this together, it's almost like uh, when you write or you type and you journal, it's the thousand thoughts a minute in your head. Yep. But you're forced to slow it down to the speed at which you type or the speed mm -hmm. at which you write, which makes your brain focus on the one big thing, at least for that yep. moment while you're writing. And then it kind of sounds like in, in your instance, in that particular example, like all of a sudden your own writing became your own accountability partner, which is, yeah. Yeah. whoa, wait a minute. I just wrote this down. I wouldn't have necessarily reflected or thought about this had I not gone, man, why is this in the forefront of my mind? And I just wrote what yeah. I wrote. And I don't know if I want to be that guy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's your, your kind, it's kind of like a mirror that you hold, you're holding up to yourself and going, wow, this is. This is what I really look like in this moment. I'm kind of, I'm being kind of an ugly person a little bit, and that's not who I want to be. And I think there's a lot of value in in having that mirror, even though it's not always pleasant. I think it's helpful. So you touched on journaling for kind of your own. I'll use the phrase again, accountability partner, but also for your own yeah. reality check and your kind of you know look in the mirror moment. Uh, but you did mention earlier something that I'm I'm pretty interested in too, and that's the writing for a different audience, not just for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, you know, if you call it journaling or a diary or a, uh, a book, a notebook, whatever label you want to put onto it. I, I asked this question because in my own life, um, I had a, something really interesting happen a very long time ago. My grandfather, at some point after he retired, uh, recorded audio tapes, the old wow. cassettes, right? Plug in the microphone on the side uh, with the headphone jack and he left his my mom and and my aunt um an audio recording of him just talking about his oh, life wow. and about growing up and this was back in the early 80s i think he did this stuff um and i always thought that was the coolest thing that you had an audio version of of his take yeah. on growing up in brooklyn and uh, growing up in um you know a neighborhood when brooklyn was literally first gen immigrant neighborhoods yeah. Um, and, and that was just a really unique insight into a piece of family history, um, in this, in, in the way it applies to journaling, or let's just call it typing or recording a record mm -hmm. of someone's history. If, if, um, that's, that's, that was very valuable to me. I would imagine it'd be very valuable to others as well to have some. Absolutely. So talk to me about the difference between, you know, your version of journaling or journaling as the name and um, and writing for others and not writing for others to be an author, like we talked about, but writing for others to a different audience. What is an approach that you've used or you've seen used or you've coached in your podcasts or your groups that people might want to think about if they're interested in kind of leaving behind something that gives them a little who they are to their family? Oh, gosh, what a what a fantastic question. I think it's absolutely vital. I really, really do. Because if you kind of extrapolate out over time, um, you know, the people who who know you personally in your life right now, let's say kids, grandkids, nieces and nephews, um, your neighbors, maybe people in your community or your church or your work or or whatever those social connections are, 
those people know you and what's important to you. And hopefully they all care about you. They probably do. But think about the people after you pass on who are not going to know you. Um, everything that, for example, I know about my grandmother, Louise, who passed away when I was three years old. Um, everything that I know about her, pretty much that knowledge has had to come from other people in my family because I don't have any direct memories of her. So what did she leave behind? Well, I have a lot of memories that people around her can pass on to me, but I never really knew her personally. And as time goes on, like my son, he has, he has no connection with her at all because he was born decades after she passed away. So I think this is why it can be really valuable to put those memories and those stories down, whether it's writing those down in a, in a journal, whether, whether that's posting stuff on social media every few days or every couple of weeks stories, whether that's getting a, an MP3 player or just making some notes in your phone or a video, whatever it is, I think it can be really, really valuable. Anything can be transcribed and put into a book later on. So if the idea of sitting down and writing out a bunch of stuff stresses somebody out, man, just, just make a video or, or make some audio recordings. It's, you know, we have the technology right here. Everybody's got one of these smartphones. And they're such amazing and incredible devices because you can record anything at any time as, as much as you want. And you're probably never going to take up the space on your phone. So I would say just, just start putting those memories down, having some conversations with people in your family and make sure that stuff is recorded because it may not feel urgent now, but in 50 years, who's going to know that story about what happened the one time at the ball game or what happened at the birthday party or all those thousands of little stories that that people in your family know now, but people a few decades from now, they will have no clue about those things unless you take the time to put those down in some form or another, whatever that is. So um, how, how should I think about, so if I'm interested in doing this uh, mm -hmm. for my kids first, you know, or, or their kids someday, if I'm lucky enough. Yeah, um, totally. You know, I know in a, I'm, I'm trying to look, you know, I'm envisioning this in my brain. Well, a book has chapters, right? And it's usually in chronological order. Mm -hmm. um, there's usually, um, you know, a beginning, a middle and an end and a, and a story arc. Um, if I'm uncomfortable or I don't want to think about just, you know, opening up my, you know, smartphone app and, and rambling, is there a right. way from your experience as an author um, and a coach to many, many people on writing, is there a way to think about this if I'm thinking about it as a project? Again, not work, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to sit down and do a, a, a 15 page outline necessarily, but is there a way to tell a story or is there a way to to journal or write in a way that would be helpful for someone who's trying to kind of create uh, a memory or create um, totally. a, little, a, little, a little song about their life uh, without being overly boring, but without also uh, having absolutely no structure, what, what kind of structure, um, or process around that structure would, would someone, uh, probably be, uh, would it be good to think about? So I would, uh, I would go somewhere in between. Um, so you on the kind of on the one extreme, you have no structure, which feels intimidating because with no structure, you don't know where to go. On the other hand, you have way too much detail in the structure where you have a 30 page outline of this monster you're trying to write that's going to be 6,000 pages long. Nobody wants to do that. So what I would do is sit down and make a one-page list on... So in fact, I've got a... So this is a small legal pad right here. Uh, I use these all the time. These are like the, the small ones. 
I would make a one-page list, start with this of here's some stories that I want to tell. Here's maybe 10 stories that I would love to pass on or stories that we've talked about in our family or you can even go by year in your life. Uh, here's what happened in 1987. Here's what happened in 1988, you know, and on and on. I would just start with a very simple list of maybe 10 to 15 items, whether it's stories or years or whatever it is, and then just start there. There's no wrong place to start with this. The thing that some of us have trouble with sometimes, and, and this is myself included, if you if you tend to be kind of like a highly analytical person, or if you tend to be a perfectionist, then it's hard to get started because you don't want to do it wrong. But the cool thing is that there's no wrong way to do this. If you start, that's always, if you start moving the right direction with something like this, that's always the right first step, whatever that first step is. Because whether it's over here, over here, over here, you're going to be moving the same direction any way you slice it. So I would start with a simple list of things that you want to just write about. And then maybe once a week or a couple times a week, when you have five or 10 minutes, just put down that story. And you can even make it a part of, of your daily routine if you wanted to. Maybe, hey, when I have my coffee in the morning, I'm going to take 10 minutes. I'm going to write down this story. And the cool thing is that when you do this a few times, you're going to get into the groove of it. And I think most people are going to really, really enjoy this because it's going to release something creatively in you that you didn't realize that was there before. And that's what the act of journaling and the act of writing does. I mean, Matt, you're an author. You know, you know this. Once you, once you start writing stuff down, it's like you're when you give your brain a project, your brain then summons all of its creative resources to, to that end. So give your brain this little project, and I think you might be really surprised at the cool things that happen if you just follow this one impulse to start writing things down. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. And I um I actually and I said this on a on a different podcast. I actually emailed myself constantly. I had this one re reply, 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 reply. So when I'd be out on a walk, which is where my creative mind gets mm -hmm. out in nature, and all of a sudden things start going ding, 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 ding. And I have my smartphone on me because I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is tracking my steps. For some reason, that's been a thing for a while. But either which way, I just email myself. Just a line. Yeah. Oh, what about this? Oh, what about this? Oh, put mm -hmm. this here and here and here and there. So again, I don't run around with a notebook, but I certainly, certainly, I guess, did uh, keep keep that uh, you know uh, handy. That was really helpful in writing those books. Absolutely. Um, as well. Um, so you touched on uh, something in the, in the comment uh, earlier that I found fun. Like there is no wrong way to do it, but there's also... Um, if you know highly analytical people or you want to get the right story across, I think there's probably uh, something to uh, you know editing oneself. Um, what totally. are your thoughts around that? Because I'm, I'm kind of coming at it from two angles. I don't think personally, if I were to do this, I wouldn't want to ramble. But also, I've been yeah. around older adults and grandparents and friends that when they just start talking they may think it's nothing and they may think it's just an offhanded comment, but I'm fascinated. Like, again, when my grandfather did it, I, I'm listening to him talk about daily life, his daily yeah. life in a neighborhood in the Bronx in the 30s. Now, yep. to him, what's the big deal? It, it's not a big deal. But 90 years later, or even 120 years later, that's such a unique insight. Yeah. So what's your advice around your own self-editing process or, or your self-censoring process, I guess? Do you have any advice around that? Yeah, I, I guess I would take kind of 
maybe kind of in a, a little bit of an extreme point of view or an, an unusual point of view, which is that it's it's not really for for us to determine what is valuable and what's not valuable. That's really for others to determine. If you're the one telling the stories, you are inside the story. So you don't really have a clear sense of other people are going to like this, or this is boring, or this is insignificant, or this is really significant. I think it's really difficult to determine that if you're the one who's living inside that story. So I would say just put it all out there and let other people determine what's good and what's not good. And and I, I suppose if at some point you want to publish something or bring in an editor or a family member who can kind of figure out what to do with those things, that's all well and good. But my first impulse would be just to dump as much stuff out there as possible. I mean, the more, the better. That's the way I look at it. Um, let other people sift through it, you know, in future years or whenever they want to do that. But if you really try to censor yourself on the front end of it, you're going to leave a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor that other people may really, really appreciate and enjoy. So I would just let it all hang out, put it all out there, and then let other people decide what they like and they don't like. I'm going to, I'm going to move back to, I guess, journaling. I know this is journaling, but it, there are many synonyms for this a little bit. Um, totally. You know, you personally have been writing to yourself, right? It's been a closed, uh, a closed conversation, so to speak, more yeah. of a, an accountability partner or a reflection of, of your brain and, and a focus. Um, are there other approaches out there? Uh, again, not from an audience standpoint, is there, um, is there, is there poetry involved? Is there, are there dreams and hopes and aspirations? Uh, is there business planning as are there business planning aspects to, to journaling? What are some of the other ways people might think about the value of journaling? Mm, that's a really good question. <clears throat> so for me, when I think of journaling, I think of just doing a brain dump about what I'm thinking and feeling emotions, experiences, it really is not connected to my business or other things the way that I do it. Now, I do have other things that I use for those for those kinds of things where I will sit down and create a vision document for what I want to do in my business. I actually go through a process where every year I have one, five, and 10-year plans, basically, for here's why, where I want my life to be and here's how I envision it going. These are the steps I'm going to take to get there. In that type of a process. And I think that can be really, really valuable as well. That's not part of my journaling. That's more of what I would consider kind of a formal vision or planning or uh, life life planning type of a document or something like that. Uh, in terms of business things, so I, <clears throat> I do various things in my business all related to writing and groups and books and things like that. And I do have goals for those things. Um, and I sit down and I think through here's what I want to have happen this quarter and this year and in these next five years or whatever. That's not really part of my journaling process, but I think all those are really, really critical. So having something where you're working through that can be great. And if it's, if it's all in the same place, nothing wrong with that a bit. I say, do what works for you. There really are no rules for this. And I think that if you're, and I'm kind of speaking, I'm preaching to the choir here. <laughs> if, if you're kind of an anal retentive person and you're very analytical and you like every I to be dotted and T to be crossed and all that, it can be hard to, to dive into this because you don't want to do it wrong. But remember, the, the purpose of all this is not the writing. The purpose of this is not the journaling. The purpose is how does this actually help other people? How does this help your business, which is supposed to help other people? So I wouldn't worry about the form of it so much. I would worry about what is this producing in you as a person that is then 
transferred to other people as you become a better individual, as you become more whole and more in control of your emotions and more self-aware, as you make plans for your business or for retirement or whatever. How is this helping you to become a better spouse, grandparent, parent, neighbor, citizen, whatever it is? So the ultimate the ultimate benefit of this is it's really all for people. So whether you're doing it on computer or your phone or a paper journal, it doesn't really make any difference because that's not the point. The point is, what is this producing in you and your growth and how is that affecting other people? That's the way I look at it, at least. Very nicely said. Kent, this has been really interesting. Thank you. Are there any questions that I didn't ask that I should have? Oh, boy. Uh, I can't think of anything um, that we haven't talked about that is really relevant. I would just encourage people to get started with it. 60 seconds, try it for five times over the next few days and uh, see if you think this works for you. And how do people find you on the internet? How do we uh, how do we look at what you're doing and, and look to join your group? And uh, um, how do we contact you if we're interested in any of this stuff? So they can go to my main website, which is kentsanders.net. And then my Daily Writer Club site and all things related to the Daily Writer, which is kind of a podcast and a group and some uh, upcoming book. That is at dailywriterlife.com. And there's information about the group there. If anybody listening is actually interested in writing books and going on the journey of an author. This is exactly what this group is for. And uh, actually a great place to start would be checking that out, but also listening to the Daily Writer podcast. It's very, very short. It's a daily show, one to two minutes long. That's how long the episodes are. So it's very, very doable. So anybody who's interested in books and becoming an author, that's a really great place to start. And I will put all those links up on the website as well. Ken, thank you so much. Wonderful. It's been an honor. Thank you, sir. Kent, thanks so much. If you liked this episode, again, please follow, like, subscribe, and rate the show. Make sure to hit the Matt Ferret Show website for all of the links and show notes. Until next time, to your wealth, wisdom, and wellness, I'm Matt Ferret, and thanks for tuning in. The Matt Ferret Show, related content, publications, and MF Media LLC is in no way associated, endorsed, or authorized by any governmental agency, including the Social Security Administration, the Department of Health and Human Services, or the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. The Matt Ferret Show is in no way associated with, authorized, approved, endorsed, nor in any way affiliated with any company, trademark names, or other marks mentioned or referenced in or on The Matt Ferret Show. Any such mention is for purpose of reference only. Any advice, generalized statistics, or opinions expressed are strictly those of the host and guests of The Matt Ferret Show. Although every effort has been made to ensure the contents of The Matt Ferret Show and related content are correct and complete, laws and regulations change quickly and often. The ideas and opinions expressed on The Matt Ferret Show aren't meant to replace the sage advice of healthcare, insurance, financial planning, accounting, or legal professionals. You are responsible for your financial decisions. It is your sole responsibility to independently evaluate the accuracy, correctness, or completeness of the content, services, and products of, and associated with, The Matt Ferret Show, MF Media LLC, and any related content or publications. The thoughts and opinions expressed on The Matt Ferret Show are those of the host and The Matt Ferret Show guests only, and are not the thoughts and opinions of any current or former employer of the host or guests of The Matt Ferret Show, nor is The Matt Ferret Show made by, on behalf of, 
or endorsed or approved by any current or former employer of the host or guests of The Matt Farrett Show. 